0: Taiwan's ally of Honduras has inaugurated its new president Xiomara Castro. At her inauguration ceremony, Taiwan Vice President Lai Qingde shared a brief, a brief but symbolically significant encounter with its U.S. counterpart.
1: According to U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, she and Lai spoke about their common interests in Central America. They also touched on a new U.S. immigration policy. At the event, Lai also had the opportunity to speak with other foreign dignitaries, including Felipe VI of Spain.
2: La
3: <laughs> Xiomara Castro is sworn in as the new president of Honduras. Silencio ante los feminicidios.
2: No more silence over femicide. No more hitmen. No more drug trafficking or organized crime.
3: Joining its ally in celebration, Taiwan sent Vice President Lai ching to lead an envoy to the inauguration. Swept up in the jubilation of the event, Lai waved to Hondurans in attendance and blew a kiss. El gobierno de Taiwan, motivado por la fuerte voluntad. As international dignitaries gathered, Lai took the opportunity to speak with U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, who was sitting nearby in the same row. This was the first time an acting U.S. vice president and an acting Taiwanese vice president interacted at an international event. Seated between Lai and Harris were Costa Rican President Carlos Alvarado Quesada and Spanish King Felipe VI. But it was photos of Lai and Harris standing beside each other that garnered international media attention. On Facebook, a media outlet posted a photo of the two together. Bloomberg led a story with the headline, Harris's quick hello to Taiwan vice president risks irking China. Speaking with reporters at a press conference afterward, Lai said that as the representative of Taiwan at the event, he had thanked Harris in the U.S. for supporting Taiwan. He and Harris also discussed their shared interests in Central America, along with the U.S. strategy for tackling immigration issues. But this wasn't Lai's only diplomatic takeaway from the event. In another shot, Spanish King Felipe VI is seen briefly interacting with Lai, in another diplomatic first for Taiwan. Lai had also met with Castro on the evening prior.
2: President Tsai wen wanted to emphasize that as you are the first woman president of Honduras, and she is the Republic of China's first woman president, we must strengthen our cooperation and further our alliance.
3: Castro, who had previously spoken of establishing ties with Beijing, had words of gratitude for Taiwan when she spoke with Lai. Castro thanked Taiwan for hosting her family when Honduras was facing past political turmoil, and said she looked forward to a continued alliance between the two countries. In a tweet, she also thanked Taiwan for standing with Honduras and assisting its development.
1: A Czech think tank has opened an office in Taiwan. The European Value Center for Security Policies office in Taipei will focus on monitoring Chinese influence operations.
0: At Friday's opening ceremony, the think tank's director said that Taiwan was the ideal site for the office as it stood in the front line against the CCP. Others at the ceremony including Taiwan's Foreign, foreign Minister Joseph Wu and American Institute in Taipei Director Sandra Altrich.
2: He goes down the line greeting each guest with an elbow bump. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu is here to attend the opening of a Czech think tank's office in Taiwan. The EVC is the first Czech and the second European think tank to set up a presence in Taiwan. The establishment of the Taipei office is an example of what can be achieved when vibrant democracies work
1: together. By standing shoulder to shoulder, we send a very clear
3: message to the world that our partnerships are stronger than ever. And there are two reasons. One, Taiwan is a place which we need to defend as, as people who really believe in democracies. And second, Taiwan is a place we can learn from how to to keep the democracy while facing
2: the threats. The European Value Center for Security Policy is a well-known think tank in the Czech Republic. Its work mainly centers on Russian influence operations against democracy in Central and Eastern Europe. In recent years, the CCP has also become a focus of its research due to China's increased activity in Central and Eastern Europe. The think tank chose Taiwan for its new office, saying it was because Taiwan had studied and resisted the CCP for decades. The PRC's provocative military activities near Taiwan are destabilizing, they risk miscalculation, and they undermine regional peace and stability. Continued efforts by Beijing to choke Taiwan's international space, pressure its friends, and interfere in Taiwan's democratic system represent a threat to all democracies. The U.S.-Taiwan partnership demonstrates this approach. The U.S. support for Taiwan is rock solid. It is principled, it is bipartisan, it is in line with long-standing American commitments." AIT Director Sandra Odkirk also attended the launch ceremony. She reiterated that the U.S.'s support for Taiwan was rock solid. She said she was pleased to see increased interest from European partners on Asia-Pacific security matters.
3: I think that Director Odkirk's attendance at this event has strategic implications. It's a message that in the future, if Taiwan expands its substantive diplomatic relations with these Central and Eastern European countries, there will be support from the U.S. In the past, we focused heavily on Western Europe. Now we're filling in the puzzle with Central and Eastern Europe. This will be helpful to our overall diplomatic strategy for Europe.
2: Following a visit from European parliamentarians and Lithuania's decision to allow a Taiwan office, the new think tank office is the latest sign of Taiwan's warming relations with Europe.
0: Taiwan reported 27 domestic COVID cases on Friday, mostly in connection with previously reported clusters. Six of the cases were in Taipei and New Taipei, and these were traced back to an infected real estate agent.
1: In Kaohsiung, there were four cases linked to an outbreak at the port. Another four cases were part of a hotel cluster in Yilan County's Jiaoxi Township. Let's hear from the CECC. Hey, Yilan, huh, Uh 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 uh
3: At the hotel in Jiaoxi, there are now a total of 13 cases in that cluster, including the four we added today. Case 18703 from Kaohsiung had taken her family to Jiaoxi on vacation and stayed at the hotel on January 16th and 17th. She developed symptoms upon her return and then tested positive. One of her two children had symptoms, but her husband had no symptoms. He also tested negative. The next day, the child's symptoms persisted, so both children were tested and both tested positive. Case 18712 lives in Tainan, and after Case 18703 returned to Kaohsiung, the two of them met for dinner on January 23rd, before both tested positive. As everyone knows, we had previously said we would follow up on guests at the Jiaoxi Hotel as far back as January 19th. However, because of this situation, we have extended tracing back to January 14th. The names of all previous guests at the hotel have been given to all the local health departments who will follow up with tracing and testing.
1: Meanwhile, Taichung reported local cases for the first time since the Omicron outbreak. Two local infections were found in the special municipality. One was a 21-year-old woman who had a CT value of 20. The other Taichung case was a breakthrough infection involving a 25-year-old woman with a CT value of just 16.73. She had recently visited Sha Shalu District Farmers Association as well as a medical clinic in the city. Officials said that both locations have been thoroughly sanitized. Taiwan's population is aging and schemes abound to encourage people to have more children. Even tech companies are in on the project. Some of Taiwan's biggest tech giants dangle eye-watering baby subsidies for employees with children.
0: Now GPS maker Garmin is getting in on the act, offering a cool 10,000 NT$ a month for each child. Is this the solution to parenting ambivalence? We asked the parents what they thought. At a New Year banquet in 2020,
4: Honghai founder Terry Go announced the company's baby subsidy would be extended from three years to six. Now tech company Garmin is making big baby promises
3: too. We will offer a subsidy of 10,000 NT per month for each child from zero to six years. So if you have two or even three preschool-aged children, you can get 20,000 NT for two or 30,000 NT for three.
4: GPS manufacturer Garmin is offering big bucks to encourage its more than 6,000 employees to swell the population. They get 10,000 NT a month for each child up to age 6. Currently, at least 800 children are receiving the subsidy. At Hai, employees get 15,000 NT per month per child up to the age of 7, or until a total cap of 1.26 NT million. Novatech, one of the leading LCD display driver makers, offers 5,000 NT per month for each child up to the age of 6.
3: It's too little. Raising a child costs a lot of money. I just had a child, and I don't get any subsidy at all, so I think 10,000 NT is pretty good.
4: Surveys have shown that the costs involved in pregnancy, childbirth and child care up to the age of 6 are around 400,000 NT for the average family, at least. If the subsidy is 120,000 NT a year by the time the child is six, they'll have received at least 720,000 NT, a pretty penny for any family.
0: With the Lunar New Year holiday just around the corner, foreign representatives in Taiwan are expressing well wishes for the Year of the Tiger.
1: In videos released by their offices, the representatives of India and Australia express hope for peace, health, prosperity and strengthened bilateral ties.
2: Age
1: The director of the India-Taipei Association filmed his New Year wishes at Taipei's famous Longshan Temple. In his video, he called for a quick end to the global pandemic, as well as strengthen India-Taiwan relations in the year ahead. Singapore-based DBS Group has struck a deal to buy Citigroup's retail unit in Taiwan. The transaction comes nine months after Citi announced that it would be exiting Taiwan's consumer banking market.
0: According to DBS, it's agreed to pay 45 billion NT dollar and to retain all 3,300 staff from Citi's Taiwan operations. The deal must be approved by the Financial Supervisory Commission.
3: We are very honoured to have this opportunity to be able to undertake Citi's consumer business in Taiwan.
2: It's been more than nine months since Citi said it was leaving Taiwan. A buyer was announced on Friday.
3: In the first two years of the pandemic, Citibank Taiwan's consumer business posted an average annual net profit of more than 5 billion NT$. With this acquisition, DBS Bank's growth in Taiwan will be accelerated by at least 10 years.
2: At its press announcement, DBS said it was optimistic about Citi's potential in the Taiwan market. Four other banks, including Taishing and Cathay United, were also in talks to purchase Citi. DBS said it stood out from the competition with its compatible culture and purchase offer.
3: First, I think that we offered a very reasonable price. The key point was the price. In addition, many of our colleagues, both at our Singapore headquarters and in Taiwan, had previously held positions at City, so they are very familiar with City's culture.
2: DBS will acquire Citi's Taiwan Retail Unit via a transfer of assets and liabilities. The deal is set to go through by July of next year, and it's been sent to the Financial Supervisory Commission for review. DBS said that all 3,500 employees of Taiwan's retail unit will be retained.
3: <laughs> Uh, Liu Yong. We will fully retain the staff. We will hire all of them. That's no problem.
2: DBS gave a guarantee on employment security. The deal is pending approval from the FSC, which will assess the buyer based on factors including potential labor disputes.
0: Kaohsiung's train network is providing a campus for some eye-catching ad campaigns. One is a themed train designed to look like a courtroom.
1: Riders get to step into the shoes of a judge as preparation for a lay judge system that starts nationwide in 2023. Another ad that's made a splash is sponsored by a local high school. Let's take a look.
2: The light rail slowly pulls out of the station. Look close and you'll find the crest of Kaohsiung Senior High School. It turns out that to celebrate its 100th anniversary, the school rented ad space on three light rail cars.
3: I was taking pictures of the entire light rail system. It wasn't until later that I saw the ad. I know Kaohsiung Senior High School. My nephew goes there. I'll probably tell him about
0: this.
3: (laughs) My son went to Kaohsiung Senior High School, so it's like seeing a familiar face.
2: The ad was funded, coordinated, and designed by alumni of Kaohsiung Senior High School. The school is located near a railway, and trains are part of the collective memory of its students. The ad is designed to encourage alumni to visit their alma mater.
3: After this idea came about, we immediately received a favorable response from alumni. They said, we will pay for it if the Alumni Association puts it together. To celebrate its centennial, Kaohsiung Senior High School transformed a light rail train into a school bus of sorts. Meanwhile, the Judicial Yuan has turned Kaohsiung MRT trains into a courtroom. Take the MRT, and you too can experience what it's like to be a judge.
2: All aboard, citizen judges. The presiding judge sits in the center, flanked by citizen judges. This themed train promotes the idea that anybody can be a judge. Locals say they're impressed by the design.
1: 他又可以看到很多帳位的地方有有有
3: the hope was to turn carriages of the Kaohsiung Metro into courtrooms, so that when people ride the MRT, they can experience the feeling of sitting in a court with professional judges in hearing cases together.
2: It's certainly not your usual advertisement. Through this colorful and creative train, the Judicial Yuan wants its upcoming lay judge policy to make a powerful impression.
1: Are you a fan of Antarctica? Perhaps you've been curious about the secret life of that mysterious bird, the penguin. Well, from February, the National Museum of Marine Biology and Aquarium is giving visitors a chance to get up close and personal with their penguin residents.
0: Visitors to the aquarium in Pingtung can enter the penguin's home and feed them fish, taking photos as a memento. Tickets are sailing fast, with all the slots through March sold out already. (laughs)
2: Penguins stretch out their necks, waiting to be fed. Getting surrounded by a flock of these sweet creatures is not an experience you can enjoy every day. But now they're closer than the Antarctic. You can come within millimeters of them at Pingdong's National Museum of Marine Biology and Aquarium. (laughs) Feeding the penguins was a new experience for visitors to the museum last year. After donning full protective gear, you can enter the penguin's enclosure that's kept in sub-zero temperatures and feed them a handful of frozen fish. You can take photos, too. The experience has proved very popular, and this year it's back, but only from February to June. Each day, there are eight slots available, and they're snapped up within seconds.
3: We've already sold all the tickets for February and March. We want visitors to be able to feel the penguins' ecology by actually going into their home.
2: There are four types of penguins living in the aquarium. There's the toughest penguin on earth, the Adelie penguin. Next is the macaroni penguin, which has distinctive golden feathers around its neck. The Gentoo penguin sports a triangle of feathers protruding from its head, which make it look like it's wearing earphones. Finally, the chinstrap penguin with its little black ring under its chin. It's the molting season right now, so visitors can admire the penguins' unusual mid-molting appearance. Some penguins shiver while molting.
3: There are screens at the side for areas where they can molt. It's the penguins' molting season now. At this time, their feathers are now water-resistant, so they will get wet if they fall in the water. They also look different to other penguins. We're afraid they'll be attacked. We want them to be able to molt in peace."
2: When the experience is over, visitors can take a penguin feather home in a bottle. The aquarium has also launched an emergency care under the Aurora project. The science education scheme uses interactive games to give visitors a taste of the North and South Poles. These immersive experiences take the visitor on a journey through the unique ecological landscapes of the Arctic and Antarctic, as well as shedding light on the damage that climate change is doing to these beautiful places.
0: Winter is an important time for farmers, as many vulnerable crops need to be cultivated through the cold months. At this time of the year, protecting the crops from marauding birds is a major task
1: but the scarecrows of days gone by are getting a high-tech update. Agriculturalists in Hualien have invented a gadget to help farmers out. It uses lasers to scare birds away from the fields. Let's now head to Hualien to see it in action.
3: A beam of green light sweeps over the field. Birds take flight as soon as the light lands near them. These farmers are relieved to have their crops safe thanks to this high-tech scarecrow.
2: As soon as the light hits, you see the birds rise into the sky like a big black cloud as they fly away. What we developed is a new kind of laser bird-scaring technology. At the top, we have the laser, and it's fitted with a timer which controls it and makes it sweep across in random sequence. It's also fitted with a solar energy system.
3: Birds can be a major pest for farmers. This new invention from Hualien Agricultural Research and Extension Center can be programmed to different schedules for different crops or bird species. Its random timer prevents birds from adapting to its movements. It's much more efficient than manual efforts at scaring birds away
2: we used to wave colored ribbons and set off firecrackers the birds would work out the schedule and when we were about to come they would suddenly fly off and after we were done crashing around a few minutes later they'd fly back however with this device the sequences are irregular so it's harder for the birds to get used to its pattern
3: the device is effective at protecting crops from marauders but doesn't do the birds any damage Farmers are also happy to have one fewer task on their to-do list. For 10,000 NT, it seems like a good investment.
1: Well, tomorrow is the start of Lunar New Year holiday, and a cold air mass is on its way. The Central Weather Bureau is forecasting rain and low temperatures nationwide on the first three days of the holiday.
0: Temps in the north could fall to 12 degrees on Sunday and Monday. There will be a chance of snow in mountainous regions, including Yishan and Hehuanshan. Temperatures are expected to warm slightly from Monday to Wednesday as the cold air mass weakens, but northeasterly winds will continue to bring intermittent rains to the northern and eastern parts of Taiwan. The weather will dry up between Wednesday and Sunday, but a strong southerly cold front will start sweeping in, taking temperatures lower once again.